Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 12. Yes, 12? Yes, 12. Of the uh, Semi-Casual Podcast. I am your host. I'm not Dan. I'm not Dan Casual, but I am Mitch and Casual Katie on Twitter. I'm joined by Sean, the Casual Wilson. How you doing, man? No, I'm good and stuff, sir. Oh, mate, you know, playing a lot of Injustice. Mm. Playing a lot of Injustice, which came out today, which it was a lot indeed. of fun. It did um, Which you have played pretty much all day while I've been at work. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, I picked it up at like 9 o'clock this morning, waited for some updates to happen, because um, there was a day one patch of about... Uh, I think about 10 gig or something like that, I can't <laughs> remember. That'd take me a night. Yeah, exactly. It was it was a pretty hefty download. I mean, it wasn't too bad. But then by the time I got started, it was about lunchtime or so. And then from about 12 o'clock till 6 o'clock, pretty much until... Pretty much until I turned up. Yeah, basically, yeah. I was um, <laughs> I was actually playing Injustice. It's it's a, it's a really good game. What have you been up to? Um, I have made the mistake of falling into Yakuza. Uh, yes, which is zero. funny to me because, like, I'll go into more what that I did during the week apart from just injustice. But you've <laughs> never played a Yakuza game. I have never played a Yakuza game, and just the intro brought the biggest smile to my face because it was just—it's so sound- cheesy. It's so cheesy. Yeah, but the soundtrack I was like, "This is Dynasty Warriors." I'm just getting that yeah. Dynasty Warriors soundtrack in my head, and like, "Oh my god!" It's, it's- and the fight scenes are yeah. stupid and over the top it sits somewhere in between that sort of like like that music sits in between it's like it's almost like Japanese pop metal almost like yeah, it's so yeah. weird it's, so it's like so aggressive guitar but yeah. so cheery at the same time yeah. and then like the scenes that they show you is like you know like um, just him just beating the shit out of people yeah, or in just the like most really ridiculous serious moment. and those dramatic the, moments it's a dramatic moment it's still got the riff going on the guitar yeah. it's just like oh so good so I'm 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 uh, how, four, how four hours in four or five hours in I've I've gone up against Mister Shakedown. Um, and oh gone, yeah, yeah, yeah. In, the next day, and you, so, so you've gone into like the bit where you have to like basically tear through all of his dudes in the in the warehouse type of thing. No, 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 no. This isn't like the first time you ever see him on the street. Uh, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, no, well, that was and yeah, it's been really good. It's been a lot of fun. It's it's got a it's got a very interesting combat mechanic. It's it's not. It's one of those games that's not easy for everyone to pick up and play. Like, it's not your God of War or, your, or even your Devil May Cry's mm. in terms of, like, really nice fluid combo system. <laughs> it is basically one button to beat the living piss out of your opponent and then one button to finish them off in the most brutal ways. The, oh, yeah. That game has still got my award for, like, best executions ever. Like, the you planting your head into someone's urine, like, planting someone's head into someone's urine or something like that. Yeah. Or just, like, breaking a chair over them or grabbing a bicycle off the street and, like, riding it into them is, like, the goofiest <laughs> shit ever. See, after I've played this, I now understand why Sleeping Dogs got a lot of hits. Yeah, see, that, I think that's why I couldn't do Sleeping Dogs. Because, like, Sleeping Dogs to me was, like, it was a very Western version of the Yakuza games. Yeah. Then it gets, like, Chinese triad versus Japanese Yakuza. But the Japanese Yakuza stuff, done by a Japanese developer, for all of its weird quirks, is a fuckload of fun. Because, <laughs> yeah, I thought it was very odd, because, like, you're more of the Japanese RPG player. But... Yakuza is one of the only franchises that I've played every single entry, but you've never played any of them. Yeah. And similar to Persona, I've played more Persona entries than you have, but we both have pretty much played enough of them now. But, like, that's pretty much it. As, as far as, usually my JRPG knowledge is, like, you know, like Final Fantasy and, like, Lost Odyssey and, like, oh, some classic games like that. Whereas yours, you get into the really weird shit. Like, you introduced me to Akiba's Trip. Yes! Which I bought on a PSN sale just because I was like, Sean's told me about this game, and it's supposed to be goofy as fuck. Yeah. And it is goofy as fuck. Well, when it's a thing of like, well, I have to get these vampires to... Uh, yeah, everyone's a vampire Everyone's now. a vampire, so it's a thing of like, I'm going to strip them. We have to expose them to sunlight, so yep. what's the easiest way to do that? Just strip them naked. Yep. Why not? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> what a weird fucking game. But hey, it's like, that's a game... There were worse ones. Yes, and that's the thing. That's the only game that I 
I could cross that line to like this is the absurdity because it piss takes itself. Mm. You know, it took the Mickey out of itself, and I think Yakuza does that as well in some instances. Yakuza goes all the way into the melodrama <laughs> of like gangster movies. Oh yeah, and, but it does it. Brilliant. It does it as a slight, as a slight piss take. Oh, and the mini games in that the fucking karaoke, the karaoke, the karaoke, <laughs> the karaoke not easy, <laughs> not easy. It's actually like a hard version of Guitar Hero because it's very, very fast. I, but you get so distracted by what's going on in the background <laughs> that you're like one eye's looking at the, like the track and one eye's looking at the fucking yeah, background. Yeah, because when I, was, I, I stopped paying attention to what was happening in the background, I kind of looked up and he's suddenly into like a rock star. Yes, <laughs> I was like, what the fuck happened? Yeah, because there's two tracks you can pick from that, and one of them is like he's like serenading a girl, and it's like a really beautiful like love ballad, and it's like him like smoking alone in a cigar lounge and the other one's like a rock ballad yeah. so it's like him on stage like carving up it's like what the fuck is going on That's brilliant I've got to say this is me being again the weeboo with my PS Vita yes um, I have Persona up all night da- uh, the dancing all night long see I, I did want to buy that yeah dancing that all night yeah. amazingly good stupid fun yeah because I have recently been playing that due to Persona 5 yep um, I was like you know what I got a bit of a nostalgia hit but I'm not going to play PlayStation 4 because then I'll have to fall into that again. And yeah, that's, that's, that's another hundred hours gone. I don't have that <laughs> time as it is to play to Persona yeah. 5. Um, so I was like, I'll play that. And that's all just rhythm dancing. And so that yeah. did help. That would help prepare prepare stuff. Story. Yeah, because I was like, I know like Japanese quick time events are always lightning quick. i got to say, I've been missing pretty much all Every of them. Every quick time event is... <laughs> Every time it's like, do this action mid-act, like mid-execution. Execution. Yeah, execution. no, no, no. Miss it, that. Miss it every time. Oh, it yeah. comes up for like a fraction of a second, and by the time you've even moved your finger to the thing, it's already gone away. Yeah. It's like, holy shit. It's like, you need to have psychic powers of like, it's about to happen, bang. Well, it's like, if you know, it's never the same button. If it was always the same button, I'd be like, ready for it. But oh. it's never the same button, and it always happens at different times. And it's like, oh my god, and you, you never know, know how to make this hard. Yeah, and you never have any idea as like, did this execution actually fill in all the prerequisites for it to happen. Yes, exactly. No, it didn't. Yes, it did. Do you have Shit. enough heat meter to do it sort of thing? Yeah. Um, yeah, Yakuza's are great games. Because uh, you... Did you pick up Zero just because you saw Kiwami's coming out this year as well? No, no. I picked up Zero because it was that thing of like, fuck, I've never played a Yakuza game and I've been told it's good. And yeah. I really should jump into it. Um, so I was like, fuck it. And it's that thing of, I own the PlayStation, but not a lot of games for the PlayStation anymore. Yeah, um, well, the first two were... The That's first two were PS2 games. The third one was the first one released on PS3, and then you had 4, 5, and Dead Souls. And Dead Souls was a... I think it's the first one I showed you, but it's a really mm. shitty zombie shoot. <laughs> it was a... Because the worst part of Yakuza games is anytime they do gun combat, and they basically made an entire game about gun combat, because you couldn't melee fight zombies. <laughs> and it's still... the I still played through that entire game, because it had the campy story, it had the fucking ridiculous plot line and stuff like that, it had yeah. the the goofy acting and all the mini games, but the regular combat sections where you have to use the guns, once you figure out how to play it, you're like, oh, this is fine, but getting into Before it was that, like, you're like, oh my god, I am... It's like, just, that's someone dropping you into the middle of like Resident Evil 4's kind of The controls, yeah. Well, it was kind of like, it was even worse than that because it takes like three buttons to aim and fire. So it's one of those sort of games where it's like, oh, like L2, god. L1, R1 and like square to fire and it's like, how the fuck did they make it this many buttons? Why? <laughs> it's just... This one is for this hand, for the right hand. This is for the left hand. Now you got to use your trigger. Exactly, it's one of those hand. sort of things. It's it's like Ooh. it's it's really because like you had to like it was like based on lock ons and stuff like that. So yeah, you could free fire, but if you wanted to like aim accurately, you had to hit more buttons. It wasn't just like a toggle switch or anything like that. It was oh, oh dear. But I do love those Yakuza games. <laughs> but yes, I've 
also been playing This Is The Police mm. um, on my PlayStation 2. That's made by the guys who made Papers, Please. And yes. I loved Papers, Please. And they've also got for the... It's the voice of Duke Nukem as well. Yes, for, as uh, the police chief. Police yeah. chief. And it's this whole thing of you need to make... You've been pretty much falsely retired. Yeah. And you need to make $500,000 before the 185 days are up. Mm. And so it's this thing of it produces... It's like, all right, you've got shift A, shift B. And you've got X amount of cops, X amount of detectives. And you're basically just going through each day. You've got some nice little jazz musical, classical music playing. Yeah. And you can actually change that if you like. It's actually yeah. kind of cool. And it's just this sort of... It just gives you like, here's your map. And it will just go from start of the day to the end of the day. And you just respond to um, radio calls, radio calls stuff, yeah. you know, figure out if it's a hoax. So you know, send one cop. Because if yeah. you send all of your cops to a hoax, they're gone for the two Rest hours shift, or whatever yeah. it's going to be until they can come back. Like you, For certain things, it locks them away for an entire shift. Mm. For some ones, they can come back and then keep using them. Yeah. And then there's a whole but thing. But you miss real crimes. You miss real crimes. Right. And there's that thing of like, okay, I need to keep an eye out on murders and people getting away and okay this has just happened I've got the option to send this like six cops but I could send two that are really high yeah, and I yeah. can keep mothers off the side for other things but there's also like a non-legitimate way to play it where you can be like a dirty cop oh, and yeah. try and get yourself more money but there's more risk of getting caught yes. and then not getting any money yeah exactly it's very similar to the Papers Please where you've got it's a, a lottery where now you are a border security guard you've won, a, you've won the lottery essentially is this in this forced like you know bad like communist country where it's like you are now you have to like there's a work lottery you're now 30 days you've got to be a border security guard and you can let certain people in who are part of the resistance but then if you let people in then you get fined for letting in like someone who doesn't have the right papers and then you don't get as much money to feed your family and there's like a there's like a good way to play it where you play through 100% by the books and you get like all stars from the government stuff like that but then the country still goes on as being this terrible dictatorship. Yeah. Or you can be like a resistance fighter working behind enemy lines type of thing and let in the resistance guys and do certain things to allow certain things to happen. And then the, top, the government overthrows, gets overthrown. But it's like, there's multiple, they, they do this very well. It's like, yeah. it's just in the game and you just kind of have to just like start figuring things out and you yeah. go like, okay, I can do this, this and this and then get this ending instead. Yeah. Um, those guys are, and they, they basically are just look at a menu essentially or like it's the papers please one was like you you had to actually physically look at documents and stuff like that and match them up to like a guidebook and it like somehow like that sounds the most boring game in the world but fuck me did i put like dozens of hours into that game and like this is the police i i avoided because i was like i'm gonna get hooked into it again <laughs> it's made by the same people yeah, and it's got no. like the best story like the best concept is like yeah, like, do you want to be a crooked cop or be, like, 100% by the books? Yeah, and it's quite amazing. Like, I've been watching this one for a little while. I've been hearing about it on Steam and, and that sort of thing. But held off, I'm like, no, oh, this sounds like one that would be good to have on a console. Uh, and it is good. Just something to put on the background while my very slow internet da- downloads, downloads something. The downloads games you've been looking at? Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I just play a couple of days through. Um, and then have that frustrating moment of, oh, shit, someone's died. What yeah. do I do? How do, how do I fix this? Um, or solving thing, cases. Yeah, that's the thing. You put it on in the background to distract yourself, and then suddenly the background <laughs> thing goes away, and all your attention's on this thing. Oh, yeah. And then it's like the end of the, it's like your whole day's gone by, and you're like, "Fuck, I didn't do any of the things I was supposed to do." Yeah, yeah. This was just meant to be my like ten minute distraction, and yep. now I've been gone for the whole day. Yeah, no. um, I picked the worst game to do that with. <laughs> what did? Persona Five. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, but at least you're catching up to me. Yeah, very true. Because I've not been playing Persona 5. I've been playing Yakuza and this is the Yakuza. And for a very 
brief mistake of a moment of my life. Civilization 5 again. A 6. Civilization 6. Oh my god. And I did that stupid thing of, I'm sure you may have seen on the internet, on the memes, um, that person being like, ha ha ha, yeah, with Star Citizen 6 game at um, 10 o'clock at night, expecting I won't get hooked and be playing until 3 in the morning. And then the sun's up. Yep. Yeah. That was a mistake. Yeah. I had work the next day. Yeah. I was tired. Yeah, I haven't installed Civ on my PC for that very reason. (laughs) My my little service book, which could very easily run Civ 6. It's you like, should, oh, I could run Civ 6. You should. I'm not going to because uh, I will be glued to that desk. Uh, we'll play some multiplayer. No. No, I'm good. Yeah, good. Dude, I, I, <laughs> this past week, I have, I tried to put more hours into Prey, right? Mm-hmm. I, I got a little bit further in and I have been playing a bit more, but I put it down for some reason. I think I, I, I remember why. I was like, I didn't want to play anything that was like going to absorb my intention to the point where I had to be like more reflex because I'm playing Prey on hard, so it's like, uh, getting killed by little small enemies constantly, like having to like do trial and error. For me, I was like, you know what? I want a menu clicking game, so I just played Persona because yep. Persona is essentially a menu game. It's it's you don't really do much quick reaction things as as much as you do just make decisions. Yeah. Um, but then I I I was in a, a palace, which is like that that game's version, like a dungeon or like a like a like a big set piece sort of thing. And I was doing that, and I got to the end of it, and then it was like, oh, okay, now you can place the calling card and actually do the boss fight, and it's like. Okay, I'll just do that. And then I was gone. Like, <laughs> like seven to eight hours of my day, gone. Literally just playing Persona. I advanced like a month and a half. Of which maybe like two hours of that for that final boss battle after you've given the card and you've gone back in. You're just sitting there grooving to the music. Oh, absolutely. That music is just so good. <laughs> that music is so good. But no, actually the boss fight that I was up to, which is the second palace, um, boy, that was a fun fight. I won't go into details about it, but it's, you know, just having to do... It, it was a lot of trial and error and, like, party building to be like, okay, I need I need these particular guys and I need this rhythm to get into it. It yes. became like a dance after a while. I was like, every single person had a particular move in the dance that they would do. Yeah. And then it would go all the way back around to the, being able to attack the boss again. It's like, okay, now we can... Everyone go all in. And it was like, <laughs> holy shit. It was just like a rhythm. And if I fucked it... If something fucked up my rhythm once, it was like restart. It was just my... It was faster to reload. Because as yeah. soon as I lost somebody, it was game over. Yeah. But yeah, I... Tried to play Persona. I mean, I tried to play Prey. Ended up playing Persona. Haven't done much else. I was going to pick up the Hot Wheels DLC. I have not yet because mm-hmm. I've got too many other things that I'm playing. Um, the Hot Wheels DLC, for those of you playing at home, uh, Forza Horizon 3. Should have yes. mentioned that. Yes. Um, I'm not a big car guy. I, As far as I'm concerned, cars are push pedal and it goes forward. If I put, if I do a particular thing, I push pedal and it goes backwards. That's fine. Um, that's about <laughs> as far as I know for cars. But... The Forza Horizon series I've always kind of enjoyed because it's that, like, open-world fantasy, like, have a nice car in a nice area type of thing. Yeah. Like, being in, like, Nice and stuff like that in Italy, it was, like, that was a lot of fun. Um, but 3, being set in Australia, was a crap load of fun. And I did put, actually, a fair amount of time into it. The most amount of time I put into a racer in a very long time. Um, but then the Hot Wheels DLC just dropped. And it's fucking bananas. <laughs> it is... <the laughs> I can attest of that. I have described it to people as, like... If God was a child who loved Hot Wheels but wanted to put his Hot Wheels tracks over Australia, <laughs> that is quite literally what it is. It is like giant Hot Wheels floating installations yep. above big Australian landmarks, like loop-de-loops and speed boosts and shit, and yep. like put a Lamborghini on there, and that's that's Hot, that's the Hot Wheels DLC. Yep. It's fucking fun as bananas. Like, that is, <laughs> it's crazy good fun. And I was like, 
I really gotta, I can't do that. I it, can't play it. It's actually kind of cute when it first happens. I'm pretty sure they call it Thrill Island or something like that. Oh my god. Uh, what a name. <laughs> <laughs> you go down to the beach and you're actually looking, you can kind of see it on the horizon. Um, on the horizon? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, when they're, you know, first doing the little cutscene and they're talking about it, it's like, it's going to be great, boss, in that amazing yeah. Australian accent. Oh, You yeah. see these two Chinook helicopters just flying over with a giant orange piece of Hot Wheel track. <laughs> dangling, like just a big piece of plastic. Just a big piece of plastic dangling between the two of them as they're flying it out to the island. So um, they don't even, like, they actually try to ground it in realism. Sort of. <laughs> it's it's at, at one point they, get, they just be like, look, just, just accept it. <laughs> just look away. During the race, you're actually watching them still building it. They're like, oh yeah, sorry, we should mention, it's still not finished. <laughs> Clunk. <laughs> Jesus. As you just put it down just as you hit it. Oh my god. <laughs> Um, but it's very bonkers and you do hit the sides often I, I, I've only played like two or three races yeah. I need to stop doing the races and just drive around a bit to get to learn how to not hit the sides it's like it's like going from like Forza Motorsport to Mario Kart yeah. it's, it's a huge transition <laughs> it really changes how you drive and, and that's the whole thing like they've got these new Hot Wheels type cars which have got so many more gears than any normal car does yep. because of the speed boost and you've got to sit there I play it with a manual, manual setup yeah, yeah so I'm doing the gears so wait, just, like, it has more than six gears on it. Yeah, all. it's like eight or nine on some of them now. Oh my god. <laughs> like, some cars these days do have seven to eight gears for, like, the high-end sports cars, but they're like, here's the Hot Wheels ones, but you can get 350, maybe 400k when oh, you hit these speed, the speed boosts when yeah. it does that. Yeah, so you're just there spamming the, uh, the, yeah, the gears. You're literally hitting the gear Just rev. going up, 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 until you go one too much, and there's like, no power, okay, fuck, <laughs> go down again. Yep. <laughs> it's like, gone too far, come back, okay, there we go, now yeah, we're good. Now we're good. Um, so yeah, no, no, it's uh, it's been fun, and it is extremely over the top, especially when it's just like, and that's a dinosaur I just drove under. Cool. Okay, yeah. Now, see, uh, <laughs> you always see it in the commercials for the Hot Wheels tracks, yeah, it's yeah. Like, there's like a T-Rex there for some reason. Yep. So they just put a T-Rex on in Australia for some reason. It's like, okay, fair enough. Yep. Yeah. Oh, no, I, I specifically avoided it because I was like, if I try to play that, then I've got like four games now that I'm trying to play all at once. Never mind the back catalogue of shit that I've been ignoring. <laughs> and Xbox yesterday and today have been doing a backwards compatibility sale. I've Some been stuff in there is... Away from it, like, oh, it's yeah. fucking mental. I picked up Earthworm Jim for $3.50. The hell is Earthworm Jim? It's a really cool old school platformer. Like 2D, <laughs> like, gun, like gun platformer. All but right. Like... It started the Earthworm Jim thing, which then they turned into an animated series with the guy who voices Homer as Earthworm Jim. It's a great thing. Um, but there's stuff in there like Tim Schafer's stacking, which I also picked up, which I thought I already owned, but I guess I never actually bought it. I must have only had a trial for it, um, which was, again, like I think less than $5. Yeah. Um, it's essentially a puzzle game that's kind of like Hitman, but not Hitman. You, it's it's about babushka dolls essentially, like you know, the Russian nesting dolls. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But like you start off as the smallest piece, and then there's like little areas you have to get to. So you have to hijack the body of someone who's the next size up, <laughs> and then you can get into more areas, and then hijack the next body, and then get into more areas. And like it's like you have to solve how to get through to a particular point, but hijacking the right people and getting the right sort of access. And there's multiple different ways to solve the missions. Like okay. you can get into like the police sort of things instead, and get in through like the security sort of things, or you can get into like the the guys who are like the engineers and they know how to unlock doors and stuff like that or how okay. to open up panels and then you can turn back into the smaller one but you can always only go one size up or one size down so you can only do it in the like chronological yeah, order yeah, basically yeah, yeah. and so it's it's a really really weird puzzle game done by Double Fine who did like Brutal Legend and it's Tim Schafer who's done like everything from Day of the Tentacle to Grim Fandango and um, like a whole bunch of other things like Psychonauts 
But there are so many things in that backwards compatibility sale that's just like all 360 games and arcade games. And like there's some stuff at the top of the list that's like your $10 ones, like Dead Space 2 and 3 are $10 each. Yeah. They're about to go into the vault probably, so I've got no interest in picking those up. The access vault. Yep. There's also the Activision titles like Call of Duty's, which like Call of Duty 3 is still sitting at like $15. That game is 11 years old now, so that needs to not be there. Yeah. Um, there's a whole bunch of weird stuff. But then once you get a little bit lower off those first two or three rows, then just go into like an ABC order of like the, like just all the backwards compatibility titles. And like everything in there is like $7 to $3. And it's like, cool, I just add to cart, add to cart, add to cart. <laughs> I wish, this is actually something that I wish Xbox would Xbox finally introduce if they the have cart. a shopping cart. Because <laughs> you're talking time... about a cart, I'm like, what the fuck are yeah. you talking about? Well, like, especially because you're buying backwards compatibility titles, it has to bring up that little window thing that's like the like yeah. the web browser, which then I have to change my credit card information to the correct credit card and then hit OK and then confirm. And it is a very slow thing. If I could just add to cart and then do it all in one go, oh my God, it would save me so much time. No, I don't. Understand why Xbox doesn't have one. It's very odd. It's it's very odd. Because it's that thing of like, why are you making it harder for me to spend money? Hmm. It's like they don't want you to spend your money, um, which is frustrating. Yeah. It's like I'd like to just give my money to the sale because it's like there's some games in there that I know I'll probably play once and just probably never play again. <laughs> but it's so nice to have them on my library in that odd instance where I'm just like, you know what? I'm gonna fucking play this game and just like 100% it again or something Which like that. Which we should let everyone know you do actually install all of Every those games. Every single too. one, yep. We put your profile on my Xbox. And uh, almost broke your Xbox. It was like, you have 286 <laughs> games to install. Excuse me, what? Oh, my console is now up to 300 installed games. Fucking hell. Yes. Okay. It's, so I have I have a 2 terabyte Xbox One S with a 2 terabyte external plugged into it. So 4 terabytes total, which is the current maximum you can have on an Xbox One S. And I have 300 games installed. Granted, a lot of them are smaller games, but also a lot of them, two of them in particular, are over 100 gigs. <laughs> Thank you, Halo 5 and, and Gears. Gears 4, yes. Gears 4 and Halo 5 are sitting at like 98 gigs, I think, before this most recent update. It wasn't there if you did Quantum of Solace, but let the entire TV series as well download? Oh, Quantum, Quantum Break. Quantum Break, yeah. sorry. Um, yes, you could let... you could 125 uh, or something. Yeah, like you could stream the episodes, or you could just let it download, and it would stay on your hard drive forever, but then it jacked the uh, the, the gigabytes up to over 100 or something like that, and it was yeah. like, ugh, God. No, no. Yeah, see, I've got 85, I think, games on my Xbox One. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was a huge difference. But yeah, apart from that, like as as far as like new releases go, you're wearing an Injustice Two shirt. I, I actually I actually picked up Injustice Two as a big fan of the first one. It's amazing. Mm. It's easily the best fighting game come out in a very long time. Pretty much for me since Mortal Kombat X, which uh, apparently released like two or three years ago. It's actually been a while since we've had a major Mortal. Like we had Mortal Kombat XL, which released very recently, yeah, which was wild. just the season pass edition, yeah, basically yeah, the game yeah, of the year yeah. edition. But Mortal Kombat X itself, I think, is almost two years old, three years old. Um, yeah. consoles have been out for a while. Yeah, and for a bit. Exactly. Like yeah. it's it's been out for a while. Um, and NetherRealm is killing it because like Capcom came out the gate with Street Fighter Five and <laughs> basically released a game with like eight fighters and no story mode, no practice mode. No practice it was, mode. It was, it was just, just multi. And yeah, it was just when you started as well. Yeah, it was just online mode, which was broken at launch because they it was the only mode you could play. It didn't and even every... do lobbies either, did it? No. No, it didn't have a lobby system. It just had a basic matchmaking system where you just hit play game and that was it. Um, they've since added a lot more stuff to it, but it's been like a slow and bumpy road. 
you saw just how like polished Injustice oh, 2 looks. gorgeous. Everything from the menus in that game and all the options you have, there is something for literally every level of fighting game fan. Yeah. Um, I will say I wish the tutorials were a little bit more in-depth. There is a basic tutorial that teaches you the basic fundamentals of every, that every character has. Like, wake-up attacks, like your, your meter burns, your specials, your clashes, all that kind of stuff. It teaches you basic fighting fundamentals as well as stuff that's specific to Injustice. And then there's character tutorials, which each character has about six to ten uh, individual like combo challenges that sh- that give you sort of like a base introduction to what sort of playstyle you're looking at. Yep. So you're looking at you know someone like Swamp Thing, who's all about command grabs, who's basically all of his abilities are like grapples, and then they pull into more grapples, and he's all about like control, basically. Then you've got someone like Green Arrow, who's all about keeping distance and like keep away game, versus someone like Superman or Batman, who are like good at everything. Who are like, you know, jack of all trades, master of none type of thing. Yeah. Um, and you get like a few combos that you can do with them, and you just have to pass all the things, and you get like a loot box for doing each one, um, which is a great way to just like keep getting more gear for the system because the gear system is amazing. Um, but this these tutorials teach you just enough to get introduced to what sort of character they are, but in terms of actually learning like in depth into one character, there's no current way to do that. Yeah. Um, that's a shame. Apart from basically just firing up a practice game and, and then doing it yourself. Throwing yourself into it. Yeah, basically just like figuring it out for yourself. Now, myself who plays a lot of fighting games, but like different genres of fighting games, like I'm more of a Tekken person than I am a 2D fighter. Yeah. But the only 2D fighters I get into are Mortal Kombat. And this is basically Mortal Kombat with DC characters. Uh, it, it is a little interesting, to say the least, um, to try to get used to the sort of mechanics of it. Playing against someone who is a friend of ours who is a very big fighting game fan. Um, <laughs> yes, he is. He he trounced me. Like, I think I won three out of our, like, 12 matches that we played, or 15 matches or so. Yep. Um, both of us were just picking random characters and just being like, oh, let's give this person a go. Um, he can pick up characters a lot faster because he's got more of a base understanding of fundamental 2D fighters. Whereas for me, it's just like, I'm, I'm just, like, still trying to get the base mechanics down. And I wish that, it's particularly for the characters that I am enjoying playing, people like Catwoman, Supergirl, um, Scarecrow, um, who all, like, Catwoman's a really good close range, Supergirl's kind of like a both, and, like, Scarecrow's all about, like, sort of control and, like, keeping close to the enemy, but not um, constant grappling, just more about, like, just constantly being in your face. Yeah, being there. Yeah, but if I could get, like, heaps of in-depth tutorials into those characters, it would be amazing. Yeah. Like, I could, like absolutely just sit there and just master those characters which is the only thing that street fighter 5 does better street fighter 5 has individual missions for each character and each of those missions got like it started off like the first two were like your basic combat tutorials and then you had between you had all up to like 10 missions and once you got to the 10th one that was when you're pulling off your like 20 hit combo strains like that's when you're pulling off your like i am god tier level strains and it's like I just wish that they... That's the only thing that Injustice 2 is lacking. The yeah. only thing. Everything else is flawless. Like, the... Uh, you saw the facial animations and stuff like that and the actual character designs. Oh, yeah. It was very ridiculously well cool. Yeah. Uh, and Scarecrow's super move is terrifying. Yeah. I, I love it, but I, I love how they did Scarecrow in this because it's basically... It's still Dr. Crane, but he lets off the fear gas. Like, he starts off as, like, we do little Dr. Crane, lets off the fear gas, and then just becomes this, like, creature... With the scarecrow mask on, yep. it's like, oh, that's so fucking cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's a really cool story mode. I love the story of the first injustice because it's basically about like the concept of like um, Lois, like, like Superman kills Lois Lane, his unborn child, because of the Joker tricking him with fear to- with a uh, Joker toxin. Yep. And then Joker nukes Metropolis while he's distracted. 
and kills like millions of people. Yeah. And then Superman just goes, you know what? This is enough. Now no more bad guys. And just goes and just makes it like a tyrannical rule and rules of the world of basically being like, if you commit crime, you're dead to me. And just like locks everyone up or kills them. Um, and then I Batman, love it. Yeah, basically it's, it's, it, and it's a really good, like it's what Batman versus Superman should be. It should be that sort of like, cause Batman's always talking about like, oh, you know, what if you go rogue? I need a way to stop you. But no one's ever done like Superman actually going bananas. Yeah. And then basically forcing Batman to go into hiding for years because like, Batman needs to work out a plan to take down Superman for, like, even though he's always prepared, Superman's now not going to hold back. Yeah, no, in his it's, way, it's he's going to of, split you in half. Like, you know, even you see it in the movie, like, you know, yeah, Batman versus Superman, and it's a whole thing of, like, Superman's like, I'm, I am holding back. Yeah, he's like, I don't want to hurt you sort of yeah. thing, and it's like, if this is, like, sort of thing where it's like, now if you're in Superman's way, he will split you in half. Yep. And it's like, I, I do love that sort of concept, and this one is basically, just the plot of Injustice 2 is basically, Brainiac has found Earth, is now, like, he's the one who... He's the original reason as to why Krypton got destroyed. He destroyed Krypton. He's now come to Earth to destroy Earth and basically consume all of its people. The only person who's powerful enough to take out Brainiac because the only person who can really fight him is a Kryptonian who's as powerful as Superman. Um, Batman won't, won't let him out. He's got him in prison after the end of the first one, so Batman's like, no, we don't need you. And Superman's basically being there like, you need me. So that's the whole plot of this thing, is, like, them trying to, like the insurgency in the regime and this other faction as well and then like Brainiac being put in there and everyone basically being like oh shit like this is end of, end of the world and we don't want to let out the one guy who no. we just finally captured after years of his tyrannical rule yeah. to help us because he's, an, he's a fucking idiot but yeah it's it's cool. it's really well I animated. Mean, the metaverse thing was really cool. I showed you the metaverse stuff. Yeah, no, which that was is, really awesome. It's like daily and weekly challenges. Yeah, and it's it's like a mix of like loop. it's a mix of like your cool arcade modes that you could do in old school fighters like Street Fighter and Tekken, crossed with the towers from Mortal Kombat in the sense that they're time based and have like weird uh, effects to them. Modifiers, and modifiers and stuff. But it's now almost like an MMO in which you've got you've got. You've got like a couple of hourly challenges, like you've got three planets, three multi multiverses that basically reset you every three or four hours. Yeah. You've got one that resets every day and one that resets every week, and it's like each one is just like progressively harder, and they've got different modifiers to it. And if you suck at one, then you'd be like, if you don't see anything that's good in that one, you'd be like, well, I I can't really compete in any of these ones right now. I'll just wait a couple of hours and then go in again. Yeah. And it's always giving you more loot, which is just constantly allowing you to unlock this gear system. Which basically means that you can customize any one of your characters to be more stat bonus, which then you can take into that multiverse and fight against the higher bosses and stuff like that. So now I can have, like, if I level up my Supergirl up to level 20, which I think is the current max, I think it might be 20 or 35. 20 seems to be the highest gear level at least. Yeah. But I can take that level 20 um, Supergirl and then be like, okay, cool, I now want to, I can now take on these, like, weeklies that are, like, ridiculously hard. Yeah. Because now I've got a character who's, like, super buffed up in health, so I can withstand a lot of damage. Mm, yeah. I can stand up and fight them. Yeah, it's, like, it's mixing in, like, RPG stuff with fighters. So now it's actually making me want to play the game more frequently to get better gear. Yep. To get better in the game. And it's not microtransactions, I'm assuming. Yeah, so there seems to be a currency that you can do microtransactions with. Okay. I haven't really seen any reason to because it gives away it looks, the currency it like, like handies. It's it over pretty well. The loot Not boxes like, get handed over like yeah. Mm. The loot boxes got handed over like candies. Like after I did the first three multiverses that it forced you to do to unlock the multiverse, which is basically like tutorials essentially. Yeah. Um it gave me like a whole bunch of bronze boxes, a whole bunch of silver boxes, a couple of gold boxes and a platinum box. Yeah. Um 
which that's like your tiers, and then you've got one above it, which is diamond. Yep. And each one basically gives you more loot in the boxes, as well as higher chances of rarer loot. Um, same thing they would in every sort in of... In everything. Like, any loot-based system. Um, but then, completing all the character tutorials, which I just did because I just wanted to learn each of the characters, each one of those dropped a silver, which is which gave me heaps of items as well. So by the end of it, I had like 30-plus silver boxes, plus the other boxes. So I think I had like almost 40 boxes to open in just two hours of playing the game. Huh. So that's that's like the initial burst of boxes giving to you, which then gave me character loot for like every single character. So I could yeah. customize whoever I found that I liked. I could customize. But from then on, every single uh, challenge you complete in the multiverse, some multiverses have like six challenges to do to complete them all. Every single one, depending on how high your score is, you can get a bronze, silver, and gold box for each one. Yeah. And then once you complete all of them, or It'll the boss one, it hands over. It always hands over a guaranteed rare for a particular character, or a chance of a rare for any character. Plus, like, a stack of boxes. So it seems like if you're just playing the game, you'll always get loot. That's sweet. There's particular items that, like, premiere skins, which are basically just, like, those reskins of, like, characters, like, turning Supergirl into Power Girl or Captain Cold into Dr. Freeze. Uh, or Mr. Freeze, I should say. Um, those ones seem to have the premium currency associated to them. But at this time, after about four or five hours of playing, and not really playing that in-depth, like, mostly playing private matches with, um, with, with our friend, um... We, I ended up on 2,000 of the premium currency, That's and I need 4,000 to get Mr. Freeze. All right. So it's like, it doesn't seem like it's going to take that long no, to get that sort a, of thing. No, it's not a grind. No. That's so it, there is one transaction that I thought was hilarious, though. There is an unlockable character for beating the game, which is yep. Brainiac. So you get the final boss. It's the yeah, same thing yeah. with any arcade game. You get you like beat the Mr. game. Mr. Hand. Or, yeah. the, or the hand or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's, like, it's the same thing as like Street Fighter. You know, you beat the game. You get like Street Fighter 4, you've got Seth. Um, like Tekken, you always get like whoever the final boss is, like Ogre or something like that from Tekken 3. This one is you get Brainiac. However, if you don't want to do the story mode, for $8.75, you can buy Brainiac right now. Ooh. Which was a really weird decision. <laughs> uh, the story mode apparently is pretty lengthy, um, yeah. and some people who are dedicated fighting game fans may never even touch that story, although I really would recommend it. It's a really cool DC story. Yeah. Um, there's like two and a half hours of just like really awesome animated cutscenes, um, like in-engine like CG cutscenes, basically. Um, there's like two and a half hours worth of them, and it's like you can just jump in and play it, and it's just fun matches you can do it on like the easiest difficulty or you can crank it all up to the hard one and make it a challenge for yourself yeah good way to learn into the characters essentially but yeah eight dollars 75 you can just get the final boss free well for, for the price <laughs> for yeah. yeah and it's just like an easy way to skip it which is a very odd decision it is different but uh the option's there but i don't see many whole, people taking it it's a whole instant instant gratification um yeah sort of society that's unfortunately come around due to mobile gaming yeah, well, <laughs> they also have announced, so I got the Ultimate Edition of the game, um, which comes with the three combat packs they're doing. So three sets of DLC. Yeah. Um, so it's the Season Pass Edition, basically. Yeah. Um, the first DLC is already confirmed to have Starfire... Um, wow, Starfire, um, Sub-Zero, and someone else. Oh, Red Hood. Um, so Jason Todd. Okay. So it's like those those characters are really cool, and then they sh- they kind of tease some of the other ones basically. Sub Zero, Sub Zero from Mortal Kombat, yeah. Scorpion was in uh, Injustice One as a DLC character. <laughs> so it's Nether it's Nether Realm the guys who do Mortal Kombat. True. So they sneak in a character. That's actually kind of awesome. Yeah. So Scorpion was in the first one. So Sub Zero has come over this one. Actually, wait, I remember them when they did do that uh, matchup between the two of them. 
but it was really awkward because it was a thing of Mortal Kombat's normally your RMA yes, ripping your, spines out of people. The precursor to Injustice, which was Mortal Kombat vs. DC Universe, yeah. which would, was, was still M, wasn't it? Because it was, it was M a thing in Australia. Was DC. Yeah, it was M in Australia or T in the US. It was the first Mortal Kombat game to receive that rating because usually they had been like hard R, basically. Like, you know, we, we even got we got refused classification for Mortal Kombat 9. Yes. Because we didn't have the R18 rating at the yeah, time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so in that game they had heroic brutalities instead of fatalities, <laughs> uh, which were basically the lamest pansy-looking like attacks ever instead of fatalities because they didn't want the DC brand to be so brutal. Yep. Meanwhile, cut forward to Injustice, and there may not be dismemberment, but there is some fucking brutal attacks in these games. Yeah, no. Like, they seem to have skirted the line at just enough to get the point where DC's like, okay, that's enough, and that's where they stayed. <laughs> they stayed at that for the entire thing. That's good. Um, I also get the feeling that's probably why in Mortal Kombat, they're like, here you go, have some brutalities to yeah. make up for our heroic brutality bullshit well yeah they did the brutalities in 10 um when which were specialty triggers that you could do that would do instead of a fatality it would still cause dismemberment like there was ones like uh my favorite one for cassie cage was if you fulfilled enough requirements in the match you could end the match when they were in their last like 10 percent life just by straight pistoling them in the face like you just pull out a gun and just shoot them in the head <laughs> yeah and they would just like a head would fly off and they just fall <laughs> over and it's like that was that was really cool but yeah i feel like those were almost like a, a subtle little reference like a, a little fuck you to the heroic brutalities yeah. of, the, of Mortal Kombat vs. DCU <laughs> yeah so my favourite fatality or brutality I'm not sure which one it is is when she takes the selfie the selfie Cassie Gage the yeah. selfie one yeah that's again that's my favourite fatality in any Mortal Kombat ever <laughs> fuck I and love that thing all the comments yeah all the like, comments what are you doing yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like a dad <laughs> yes yeah the Mortal Kombat series always has always been kind of jokey and sort of like doesn't take itself too seriously which is very interesting that this this injustice storyline and the, even the first one, even the second one now, uh, very very serious. I suppose it's two whole different genres though, it's like two yeah. different brands. Mortal Kombat's always been that weird, goofy campiness, goofy yes. Whereas it's bat, it's injustice, it's, it's, it's DC, DC, and especially if you so think it's about got the massive. If you think about DC in general right now, you're thinking about like uh, the DC Cinematic Universe, which is very very, dark, very serious and dark. Serious. Ever since the Nolan trilogy, just making everything so much darker than a Batman. Basically, yeah. <clears throat> it's 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 been that's sort of what DC goes for. Like yeah. if Marvel did something like this, they do Marvel vs. Capcom, which is way over the top and I am looking stupid. forward to actually trying that. Oh boy. Look, I look, could I could go I into a rant about it? how bad that game's gonna be. <laughs> I'm not gonna own it. But uh I will uh oh, just E B games. Do the uh, seven day return. Yeah, do <laughs> boomerang. Boomerang it. <laughs> yeah. No, I'll probably do the same because it's it those games especially are really great if you're not really into fighting games because you can it's, not at all. It's so stupid. But it's so fun. It's, it's like Persona's <laughs> one. Yeah. What's well, <laughs> next like, to win? Well we talked about this last week was like the idea of it's just one button to win, basically. That's yeah. that's what Mortal Kombat Infinite's going for. Oh sorry. Uh, uh Marvel's Capcom. No, Marvel's yeah. Now it puts me fighters in my head. I yeah, got, it I is. Got, we're, we're talking nothing but fighters today. I got to, I got to move This on podcast fighters. brought to you by fighters and crackers and cheese. Yes, crackers and cheese and Jack Daniels right now. It's probably why I'm stuck on an injustice bend. A bit of lightly sparkling spring water too. Brought to you by uh, what's that? That's the Woolies one, isn't it? Oh god, it is. It's Woolies bread. It's not even at actual. Least it's, at least it's five star health rating. It's water. <laughs> I'd be concerned actually yeah. if it was. I wouldn't was, drink it if it didn't. If so it was much. four and a half stars, <laughs> I question that. Yeah, <laughs> like why did they knock half a star off on water? Is it the what carbonation? Did you put into it? <laughs> May contain 
uh, 0.0 grams or 0.5 grams of dingo no. piss. <laughs> no, one in a million bottles contain cyanide. <laughs> we don't know which one, but one of them does. Good luck. <laughs> Four and a half stars. How are you feeling, Lucky? Oh, dear God. Um, so, like, in the news, we've got... Um, Quite some interesting things out of Ubisoft there, don't Yeah, we? Ubisoft had an investor's call today. So that's that's pretty much the big one to talk about is the Ubisoft stuff. That, oh boy. Uh, that Far Cry 5 logo of white and just Far Cry 5. Yeah. That well, was I feel like I feel like Ubisoft kind of had no choice because they're a publicly traded company and anytime they do an investor's call, they have to... Everyone finds out. Yeah, they, they have to publicly basically make... They have to make all the information in the call public, um, which basically means that... Uh, when they they have to, when people the investors ask them it's like what projects has you, have you guys got for the next coming year? Of course they have to say they can't be like we have games coming. They have to be like they actually have we, to say we have products that are actually in the yeah, works. This we is have, how far yeah, away they are. Yeah, we're doing. It's like here is a sequel to a franchise that we've taken a break from. Here is a dedicated numbered sequel to Far Cry Four, so it's Far Cry Five. Here is the new Assassin's Creed that we've taken a break to Assassin's Creed Origins. It's like, and here is like, we've just heard about yeah, the crew too as well. Crew too, a little bit about South Park, if yes, it's happening. Yeah, South Park, they basically didn't confirm anything about it. They basically said, we're not stopping development. We're, we're still full steam ahead. Yeah. But they did talk about their partnership with Matt and Trey and how Matt and Trey are perfectionists on what they like to do. <laughs> and there's also a lot of content that they want in the game, which pretty much confirms this point that there is going to be a shitload of Donald Trump references. Yes, it's going to be great. They delayed it before Donald Trump, but then as soon as Donald Trump happened, the delay kept going. So it was like, <laughs> yeah, just like this is just a self-writing at this yeah, point. Yeah, they are literally know, just like, just someone it. just copy his speeches word for word, <laughs> just, just put him in the game. It's just record. Yeah, just hold the microphone <laughs> off the TV. It's just, it's like when you know he's, he's slowly whittling down his, the press call at the White House. There's just beginning one guy from Ubisoft just recording it. Yeah, exactly. Not asking a single thing, just. We're just going to put this in the game. Yeah, it's just, please, you're giving us material. Endless amounts of material. Just keep going. It's like him just and all the, going. it's like him and all the comedians in the world are just sitting there being like, come on, come on, just keep talking, just please. Just keep going. You are a gold mine. <laughs> a yeah. self-opening pinata. Exactly. But, so, Far Cry 5. You and I have played the Far Cries. We have, and we've been disappointed by the Far Cries. And very much so. Because of the shitty co-op. Yeah, so Far Cry 4 was announced a couple of years ago at an E3, and they were like, for the exclusive to the PlayStation, you can get the co-op mode for it type of thing. Yeah. Or it, could, it, it, no, it was a co-op pass that I could give to someone else. The co-op pass, The co-op was on everything, but there was a particular co-op pass that you could, like, give so someone, you, like, an hour trial, and you could use it, like, five times. Yeah, so, you put, so they wouldn't actually have to buy the game if they didn't yeah. make a trial. Yeah, exactly. But the co-op was being advertised being like, yeah, you can team up and do all this stuff. But then when the game actually came out, it was Ubisoft Co-op, which was the same thing they did at the same time with Assassin's Creed Unity, which was, you could do side missions, which in Far Cry there was fucking nothing, yep. except for hunting and capturing bases. Yep. So you could capture the towers and like take over strongholds or hunt animals and stuff like that and do like little mini things that you would normally do. Player 1 got to keep all that progress on their map. Yes, indeed they did. Player 2 got the experience. Got the experience. Uh, they also got to keep the items. So if, if they did the strongholds, which then gives you a weapon every time you do a stronghold, you got to keep the items. Yeah. But then when you went back into your game, you had to redo the entire map yeah, again. You found that the stick was still was rotted thoroughly up your ass. Basically, yeah. So when I went back into my game, because you were hosting, I was uh, I was the co-op buddy. 
uh, when I went back into my game, suddenly I had every weapon in the game, every upgrade imaginable, because I had all those animal things, Yep. and I was back at the very beginning of the game with all the bases locked again. Yeah. That's when I turned the game off, because yeah. I was like, what point is there to play the game now? Yeah. I'm now at level one, essentially, with a balls load of overpowered stuff. Yeah. So it's like, I've taken all the challenge out of the game by playing the co-op. Cool, I'm done, thanks. Yeah, no. It's like, I'm, I'm, I'm good, thank you. I'm good. So Far Cry 5, please, if you're going to do co-op, do it fucking right. Yeah, don't... And because you got it wrong again with Ghost fucking Recon too. Yeah, well, Ghost Recon, apparently there you do progress together. Like, because you and I played the beta, but we... The first, the open beta, the closed beta, you, our progresses weren't synced. No. We both had to do it separately. But in the open beta, it somehow made it automatic where we were both synced up with the same thing again. It was synced at least with the missions, but it was a thing we were doing collectibles. We both had to go and get it. Yeah, they did the, they did the other way around this time. With where, the fuel. And yeah, the, they did the other way around where, like, in the in Far Cry, when you picked up something, it gave it to me. In Ghost Recon, you literally had to line up behind each other yep. at the collectible because you would interact with it in an uninterruptible cutscene. And the people behind you couldn't do interact with it either. So they would have to wait for you to complete the animation, and then they would have to interact with it. Yeah. So you'd have four ghosts, four highly trained ghosts as part of one squad, all sticking a GPS tracker in a fuel barrel. Yep. One after the other. Just four fucking one, beacons. two. All in the same fucking place, too. Yeah, the like, same do, 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 fucking do. thing. There'd just be a stack of them underneath this damn thing. <laughs> Look, and it's just to improve the signal. That's apparently, that yeah, that's, that's how it works. Yeah, if I stick four phones together, it makes the signal better? Exactly. I've just I've broken Telstra. Fucking duct tape. That's, uh, there's going to be a Telstra guy coming down and kicking down my door because we've just found this out. Yes, we have. Yes. Um, anyway, um, we, so yeah, Far Cry 5 apparently may even be a Western. A spaghetti Western. What the hell is a spaghetti Western? It's a classic idea of the the classic Westerns. Like it's a, because a lot of the Western movies were done by Italian directors, they'll refer to as spaghetti Westerns. Um, such as like, uh, a few dollars more or like good, the bad and the ugly. Okay. Um, those were spaghetti Westerns (laughs) because it was an Italian director. So, uh, Red Dead Redemption, Red Dead Redemption could be considered a spaghetti western as well, not because it has an Italian director, but because it's that same style. It's that Clint Eastwood, you know, the the man with no name type of, um, type of storyline. Sometimes goofy. Exactly. You know, it's got those weird characters and like that old school idea of what the West was like, but even though the Wild West was nothing like that. Nothing like it, yeah. Yeah, it's that dramatized, like, West. It's it's TV. Yeah, that's, that's what a, that's what... Far Cry 5 may be. It's also been potentially called like a prequel to 3, but then it would be weird to call it a number that's set before another one. And but not it's have also it... weird calling it 2.5. Yeah, but I wouldn't call a game Far Cry 5 and have it set before 3 unless you really hate timelines. Yeah, but they do. They do. It is Ubisoft you're talking about. You're right. I'm just... I'm Remember asking... how much they jump around all over the fucking place? Yeah, I'm asking for trouble here. Um, <laughs> the... Yeah, if Far Cry's a western... I'll play it. I wasn't interested in Primal, because... Oh, it was just, did you like the bow from Far Cry 4 and 3? Yeah. yeah. Cool, we made an entire game around that. Literally, that's it. And it's you can throw a stick. In the Far Cry 4 uh, map. Yeah, Good just, with, just with more trees and foliage. More trees and small hills and yeah. areas. It, that's all Primal was. So I was like... I, that's why I really liked, uh, as far as expansions go, Blood Dragon more than Primal. Because Blood Dragon <laughs> took the ideas of Far Cry 3, <laughs> turned them up to 20 rather than 11, <laughs> and then just went bananas with it. And, and then so, threw an amazing sci-fi VCR. Oh, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> just throwing that 80s filter over it. Filter over the thing. Um, so, if they do a Western as a Far Cry game, include the hunting and all that kind of stuff, and include all the, the, the parts of Far Cry that make it exciting, you know, capturing small little bandit towns rather than strongholds and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, don't have us climbing shit. 
Yeah, well, apparently they've already talked about how, like, there's, in the new Assassin's Creed, there's probably not going to be towers and stuff like that in. Oh, thank God. So, like, the idea of the Ubisoft Towers game is gone. Which is all... That was the copy-paste That was what they Ubisoft. just did for everything. Every game had towers. Ah. You had to climb a tower or somehow do it. Like, even Watch Dogs, set in Chicago, you had to yeah. hack towers. Towers. It was so it's fucking stupid. Thing. It's digital towers, so you went as high, no, but still. Was but then, when you had to do the cameras thing, you went up all the way to the top, top anyway. So, yeah, you just, yeah, you instead did. of climbing physically, you climbed digitally. Yeah. Which was so uh, stupid. Well, I was actually concerned that I'd be climbing fucking pyramids, but I'm like, I know Egypt. There aren't that many. There's not that many, no. <laughs> Maybe it's you, you hanging off a sphinx being like, ah, oh, the fuck's up here? And the nose falls off. And the nose falls off. <laughs> <laughs> then comes the eagle. And that's, and that's, and that's where, that's where the, that's where the nose, that's where the sphinx has no nose. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the assassins. The assassins, motherfuckers, they've been defacing the entire world. Yeah. Well, leaning Tower of Pisa. <laughs> never, was never actually leaning. It was assassin. Yeah. <laughs> okay, not Egypt. That's Italy. I know. No, and they've already done Italy. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, we went back to Assassin's Creed 2. I'm finding other assassins to so assassinate. It was Ezio. So that's Ezio doing that one. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure there's something we can find in America. Yeah, um, I was going to say Connor probably started the revolution. Yeah, probably. <laughs> that was actually the plot of three. I think Connor did Connor in, was, kind of start the revolution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he was helping him along at least. In four, I'm sure there's like I'm sure there's he, a shipwreck there's a that's shipwreck famous. Or yeah. Something that's famous from yeah. Him, so. No, the Titanic. <laughs> That makes no sense whatsoever, <laughs> but the Titanic. Well, the Rogue one, I know it was New York. Um, no, it, it was... not really do anything. Edward Kenway did something so strange that it created an iceberg that was the cause of Titanic. There we Done. go. <laughs> Illuminati. Illuminati confirmed. <laughs> so, yeah, so Ubisoft seems to have taken a break from their big franchises and have actually learnt and responded to feedback and are now no longer making a Ubisoft game. Which is a Towers game. Are you sure this is just carbonated spring water? Because i got no idea. Like, what you're talking about right now doesn't sound... Yeah, I spiked it earlier. It's okay. fine. Right. <laughs> that's, that's why we're four and a half stars. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, man. Like, I, I, Assassin's Creed will bring me back if they do change up the formula. Because as much as Syndicate did almost tempt me, I still never played it. No, I never finished it. Yeah. Uh, I got bored of the gameplay. It, it I like the combat. The combat was actually really cool, uh, with the whole moving more towards the fists. And more yeah, because it was it was no longer socially appropriate to carry a sword on. Yeah, so you had hidden so swords. Had a it, hidden sword, so it came and you still put him on his fucking leg. Yeah. Well, uh, it was it was back to the assassins thing, which was they were hidden. Yeah. Not literally not walking, walking around the streets around, being with like, like an armor on their all back. Over you yeah. And just I still don't. Motherfucker, I'll kill everybody. Side tangent. As many of we've had this time. Altair, no idea how he blended in with monks when he was loaded <laughs> with knives. Yeah. There's these guys in white robes, men of the cloth, wearing absolutely nothing but these white robes, and then and there's, there's just a dude in the middle with leather armor and knives everywhere. Yeah, especially and when you like got to the end of it when you're like carrying twenty throwing knives at once. Yeah, exactly. You had basically every inch of your body was sharp. Yeah. So it was like, okay, how is he blending in with these guys? How do the monks not just go? The fuck, sir? Could you please go over there? Please keep the pointy objects away from us. Not just run in fear from it. Mm. Like, I remember the whole thing of, you know, there was a Templar and Ezio, not Ezio, Altair, hooking up. How long that would have to take for that guy to be just taking shit off? All those knives off, yeah. All those knives. Jesus Christ, that's a lot of knives. Like, she started the run, like, she has to send the carrier pigeon saying, I'll be there in the next hour or two. Yeah. And he's like, all right, cool. He starts taking off. And by the time she gets it, I'm still going. Yeah, still going. <laughs> How much would he have weighed? Steel is heavy. That explains why he always sinks and just yes, dies the moment he touches water. That's why he couldn't swim. <laughs> he couldn't swim because he weighed a metric ton. <laughs> he just boom, straight to the bottom of the sea. 
He gone. He dead. They could so. have used him as an anchor for ships. <laughs> <laughs> he would have held a battle cruiser <laughs> on its feet. Uh, you could have loaded him into a catapult, used him against walls, and wouldn't have gone very far. <laughs> he would have fallen out the end of the catapult, <laughs> broke the other end of it. Yeah. Or he would have hit a hay bale and been completely fine. Yes, yeah, true. Ah, uh, anyway. Um, <laughs> the other thing, because I did want to touch on this, right? If this is what I was thinking about with the Spaghetti Western part of Far Cry Five. If it is releasing this year, it'll be releasing around the September-October time, because that's when Far Cry normally releases. What else is coming out this year that's a Western? Red Dead Redemption 2. Red Dead 2, but right? did you notice, though, that they did say that it will possibly be releasing... It might, they might do February next year, yeah. the same thing they did with Primal. Yes. So that might be... Far Cry might be bumped onto the early, early year schedule. Yeah. Which, to be fair, February, January to March... There is usually fucking nothing coming out. Yeah, so that's when you've got. Idea, that's but... when you've got one game a month yeah. type of thing. Or that's when Sony releases their big dick uh, IP, yeah. and everyone just give the fuck up. Like God of War will most likely be next year Probably. in March, type of thing. Yeah, and then the year after will be Days Gone in March. It's always going to be in March. I think I think Sony's now actually two. enjoying it. Yeah, I think Sony's actually enjoying it yeah. because it is quite literally no competition. Yeah. Microsoft likes to get in on the Christmas period. They like to get in on the holiday period and gain the hype. Yep. Sony's just like, we've got the market share. Let's just release when it's dead and just nail the sales on that day. Yep. Um, and then so things like, look at how good we are during the start of the year when it's meant to be dead. It's like, because you're the only one releasing shit. It's, yeah, it's... Oh, I almost made a really bad joke. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, it's... No, I'm not going to make that joke. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a different joke instead. I'm going to say it's, it's Usain Bolt racing against someone who just shot themselves in the leg. <laughs> it's it's like he, of course he's gonna win. A he's Usain Bolt, and B the other guy shot himself in the leg. He was probably gonna win anyway. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I suppose. Yeah, you're right, Sony. Exactly. That's uh. the, the Sony exclusives are normally gonna win anyway, but it's like bragging about and it. Where's it's No Man's Sky? Uh, not one of their in-house studios, at least. This no, is like true. their first-party devs are usually hits. Oh yeah, they generally. So far, every single year they've had a hit. Um... But here's the thing: was we Drive Club in house or was it technically third party? No, Drive Club was Drive Club was in house. Jesus, that uh, didn't do well. That really didn't. That was Evolution Studios, I think. I can't remember what they did. Um, we'll see how deep Franchise Sport does. Mm, that's a rough one. Mm. Uh, Red Dead. Going back onto that. Yes, we haven't heard much of Red Dead. No, but we've that's... seen one trailer and the official picture released with like the six dudes on the cover. Yeah. Um, we are probably going to see more at E3 as a probably going to be at the Sony conference um, like hey you know Sony will probably have the marketing rights sending that it with GTA 5 on PS4 and Xbox One they yep. have the marketing rights for it but so far there's been no exclusive content between PS4 and Xbox One for GTA 5 Rockstar aren't dicks like that Rockstar don't need to do that no like um, I was having conversations with someone I said the same thing I was like Rockstar don't need to do that they don't care about the console war they just put the game out and people buy it. Yeah, they just want people to enjoy their game. Yeah, they are literally magicians when it comes to it because they are always record breakers every single time. Yeah. Um, they always do something to push the industry forward. With GTA Five, it was, this is how you do a realistic open world, but don't take yourself too seriously, which is where they went wrong with 4. Yeah. But 4's tech about like the body and the rag dolls and stuff like that and the car physics was unreal for the time oh, to be put yeah. into an open world game. That was amazing. And then they just took everything to the 10th degree for GTA Five. And then they're going to do the same thing with Red Dead. If Red Dead Redemption was like the combination of like so many different parts of Rockstar, like taking in, you know, I always say if you look at GTA Five, you can see the influences from their previous games. You can see the GTA influence from their GTA Four and like the storyline type of stuff. You can see the approach to open world gameplay like Red Dead in the sense that random events and having more interactivity in the environments like that and actually making the the world feel more yeah. homely. 
you can see the character animation from L.A. Noir, and you can see the combat mechanics from Max Payne 3. Yeah. You can see all those games line up into Everything that GTA works, always goes into it. So all we've got to do is literally take everything they did with GTA 5 plus all those other games and then just do Red Dead Redemption 2 and you've just got one of the best games ever put out there. Yeah. And I didn't even like Red Dead Redemption 1. Yeah. You give me, you, everyone, you're just, you're just nodding because you, you've you known this for a while. No, I've known but it for a while. So there's a lot of people who, like, I say that too and they just chastise me. I'm like, I, I love Westerns and I love Rockstar. Something about Red Dead Redemption, I just never finished it. I finished or it. Oh, I did but... finish it. I finished it, but it was I never had the feeling to ever go back again. I was like, that was a fun game to play. But I was never in love with it. Yeah. Like I think I was the same. I think I think I'm I've always been a bit too harsh on it saying that I didn't enjoy it. I definitely enjoyed it. There was no part of that game that I went, fuck, I hate this part. Um, but there was no part of that game that I went, fuck me, that was amazing. Like yeah. the GTA five heist or something like that. Yeah, or yeah, like yeah. even some missions in GTA four or Eleanor and Max Payne. It was like the one The fucking the bank job in GTA four. Exactly. I love that. Exactly. But like with Rockstar, with Red Dead Redemption, I can never really point out anything like that. So, you've got all this expectation for Red Dead Redemption 2, if it releases this year. So, they haven't seen much on it. It's supposed to be coming out in less than six months. They could be pulling what a lot of other studios are doing, what we've talked about before, where they're not showing and just going to just release the game as is. Like, they're taking a page from, you know, Bethesda's book with Fallout. Where it was a thing of like, and big dick. Exactly. Slam it on the is. table and it's like, here it is. Here know? it is, motherfucker. Um, oh, if, if Rockstar is doing that this year, they'll do it at the Sony conference and they'll just come out, big gameplay reveal, show off the game, cut to some music, make it look really epic, and then just a date. Yep. But I really expect it to be 2018 now. I just, I don't, something tells me that it's like... You reckon it's going to be pushed? Well, because like GTA Five got pushed back a couple of times. Um, yeah, true. Got delayed a couple of times. And it's because Rockstar, again, they're like, sort of like Matt and Trey with South Park, South Park Rockstar are perfectionists. Oh, yeah, no. They're not going to ship a broken product. That's why they didn't launch with GTA Online on GTA 5. No. And even though when they did, that was the worst thing Rockstar's ever done in a very long time was releasing that broken game. Yeah. Like, it's just not, it's not in their nature to release something. And I just feel like if they were more confident about it, we'd be seeing more stuff about it. But I could be wrong and they could just be being quiet. And I think they're just going to let the game breathe. If they do that, then they're just letting the game speak for itself. Yeah. Like, just the logo alone will make people go nuts. And oh, it, it did. did. It was that whole thing of, like, when they started talking about it, like, well, talking. Showing when they just, it off on yeah. Twitter or uh, Instagram. Uh, yeah. It's like a thing of, like, and eh, we've changed our thing to just red. And you're like, what the fuck? Red dead? Yeah, literally everybody is just everyone. Boom. There's yeah. a bit of a silhouette and everything. It's red dead, isn't it? The day after, bang, red dead redemption. You're like, yeah. That's literally all they had to do was just a little bit of, like, Slap together logos, but and then they released that trailer that showed off the um, the just not even no characters. It was environments, just environments, and just the the stunning level of detail. Oh yeah, it's insane. If you take the the processing engine that somehow rendered those amazing cities in GTA Five, like the amazing city of Los Santos, yeah, and then strip out all the bulk, you know, civilian stuff that it has to render, you can suddenly render a game that is. Now got a lot more power to put into foliage, yeah. which is seems to look exactly what they've done with <laughs> because the 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 detail of the like fauna and flora in that game is fucking insane. Oh, that was amazing! Like that's just that fucking trailer, yeah. and it's like I I hope you know in like four weeks time when E three is actually going on that they just come out, show the game, play it, trailer it, music it, and then just be like, 
boom, it's coming out, like, October 27th, 2018. Yeah. Because, fuck me, that's the biggest, like, slap dick on the table moment ever. Yeah. That's just, like, fucking measure it, bitches, and just walk off. Yeah, and it's that thing of anyone releasing it at the same time. Doesn't matter what you've got. Oh, dude. Good luck. There's a lot of stuff that would just back right off. Like, could you imagine being a small developer and Rockstar releasing a game in the same week that you are? Nah. You might as well release two years you'd, later. You'd push it, you'd push it back or bring it forward. Yeah, you'd be like, um, can we release this earlier? No. Go backwards. Go the other way then. Yeah. Push back. Run. Yeah. <laughs> run far back. <laughs> run far, run fast. It's the, You see the same thing with Avatar, how James Cameron was going to release Avatar. Supposedly, it was supposed to be one of the sequels supposed to be this year, but then Star Wars got announced to be in December again, and they and he was like, I'm out of here, boys. Yeah. No, <laughs> God, no. You wouldn't. Even Just James wouldn't. fucking Cameron, who has like three movies in like the top ten movies of all time, like top ten grossing movies. Yeah. Even he's like, you know what, fellas, I'm out. Yeah. I'm not going to take Star Wars on. No. It's a thing of like, even, you know, the Giants, like, Call of Duty, and... Even they'd be, like, I think they'll be a little bit, like... Yeah, and that's why if Ubisoft... Like, that's why smart if Ubisoft does release in February, but if they release in the same month, a Spaghetti Western, like, Far Cry, two possible scenarios, right? Yeah. If they, if they do a Spaghetti Western-style Far Cry... Again, <laughs> they can Red do Dead, it right. Yep. If there's, <laughs> there's two possible scenarios that could happen here. They're hoping that people will pick up Far Cry um, because they're excited for Red Dead. Yep. So be like... Oh man, I really want to play a Western game because Red Dead, but it's just on the horizon. I'll pick up Far Cry for now and then I'll play Red Dead. Yep. Or they want people to be like, they'll only pick one out of the two, and they, if that's the case, picking between one out of the two, you'd be a fucking moron. Oh to pick no, Far Cry. it's instantly going it's to Red, Dead. Red Dead. It's instantly Red Dead. So it's like, if Ubisoft is going to wait until February, then you've got the danger of what if Rockstar does a Red Dead Online and all of a sudden Red Dead's uh, longevity extends forever oh yeah it just pushes and, out yeah and then you've got a western game launching alongside you know Rockstar's like Red Dead Online and Red Dead Redemption 2 and it's kind of like how many people can you pull away from that to actually take on take on to, to, own, to, to, yeah. to sell Far Cry no it, it's going to be a very interesting end of year and start of next year to be honest I think for all of us yeah um, but I don't know we'll see it's it's yeah we're still a bit away from we're still a bit away from E three so there's still some stuff to do um to it'll be actually interesting to see, see. The, the crew two will be out too yes. I reckon that'll be next year yeah I, I don't because they can be they'll be competing this year against Need for Speed twenty seventeen Need for Speed and if it actually comes out GT Sport. Sport and Forza six Forza seven Forza seven so you're going up against giants yeah well, I, the, I don't even think Need for Speed I feel Speed like the I feel like GT and Forza are competing and I feel like Need for Speed, Speed and Crew will be competing. be competing so yeah but still there's only so many you can draw from yeah but then again the last Need for Speed has been disappointing as well so you've got two disappointing arcade games coming out at the same time. And then you've got two titans, the Gran Turismo, which has got a legacy, and Forza Horizon, which is or Forza Motorsport, which has now built its own built legacy. Its own one, yeah. So it's like this is going to be really interesting. This is like fucking prize and, fighting. And it's going to be also a thing of like you've now got Gran Turismo Sport trying to run on the pro and being like how cool and amazing this is, but then and you've got Forza, Forza 7 running on the Scorpio, the Scorpio, which is meant to be trouncing the shit out of the pro. Yeah. So it's going to be this thing is, of like this is legit prize fighting. This, this is like this Floyd is Mayweather and like Muhammad Ali in their primes. Yeah. Like this is like this is like fucking Mike Tyson against like Muhammad Ali. It's like yeah. this is like and there's heaps of other things doing it, right? Like if, if you've got Star Wars Battlefront versus COD, yep. you've got those are basically the two main ones I those can Those are gonna be the two big, those are gonna be the two shooters. Yeah. yeah. If as far as first party games, we don't know what Sony's actually gonna release this year versus what Microsoft's got. Yeah. But that's sort of what you're looking at. So like we might have Crackdown this year. We might. Hopefully we'll we still haven't seen anything on Crackdown. But we've also got EA play coming up uh next week. Yep. 
tomorrow. No, sorry. Friday is the Destiny gameplay yes. reveal. So we should be able to talk about that so next week. That'll be interesting. That'll be uh, September anyway. So that's September. That's so pretty safe and far away from. I, I would say that the best deal that Activision's going to do, and this is again, this is more like E3 um, speculation. I'd say Activision's going to come out after they're going to announce that they're going to be at E3, obviously because we're in the Sony conference at this gameplay reveal. And then the gameplay reveal at E3 will be like, oh man, we're playing the game here and so many people playing the game on stage. And then they'll be like, oh, this is really fun. You guys want to play it as well. And they're going to unlock the beta. Because the beta is supposed to be going live in June. E3 is in June. I would say they're going to unlock the beta on right. on, on stage. It's not the wow. first time they've done that. Um, it's, just, it's just a very early sort of beta, I suppose. It's June until September. It's not that long. Actually, no. It's only three months away. That's, yeah. that's a, that's Jesus a, Christ. That's Jesus. a close beta. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, well. We've got a lot of stuff. There's going to be a lot of stuff to talk about next week. Um, hopefully we can play some more games. Because I was just about to say, there is nothing fucking releasing until June 2nd for me, which is Tekken 7. Tekken 7. Yeah, you got some small stuff petering out and appearing. This is the time where... Endless the sm- Space 2. Yeah, this is the time uh, where small stuff tends to dribble out yeah. and then survive that way. <laughs> right. <laughs> when the Titans are out. Yeah. They're, they're out... On the fields, doing their thing, getting ready, doing mm-hmm. a bit of exercise. June, June and to so August. the little ones are just running and going, motherfucker, play our games! Yeah, June, June to August is like, it's the mid-year sort of stuff for us. It's mid-year summer sales in Australia. Or mid-year winter. Mid-year summer sales in, in the US. It's mid-year winter sales for us. For us. Um, end of financial is, year. End of financial year. This is when all the little stuff comes out. And then September onwards, it's fucking game on. Like, it is fucking open season. Every so week is a your wallet. Yeah, every week's a triple A after that point. But anyway, we've rambled on enough. Um, Indeed we have. Sean, where can they find you? They can find me at uh, the Casual Wilson on the Twitters. On the Twitters. You'll find me at Casual KT. Um, I suppose as Dan always says, we, uh, you, should, uh, you should follow us on, uh, on our Twitters. You should follow us on the Facebooks. Give us some feedback. Let us know how you think. Uh, we miss Dan as well as you guys. I'm sure... Everyone has gotten to this point has gone like, where the fuck is Dan to shut these fuckers up? Yeah, I know. Um, like, keep us, you know, on track. Keep and... us on track, which is impossible. <laughs> um, hopefully, we'll get some guests in. We said this last week as well, but um, I think it'd be good to we should find somebody who's a bit more Destiny inclined as well, like us, mm-hmm. and see if we can have a bit of a Destiny chat after this gameplay reveal conversation. Yeah, well, no, no promises, but let's 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 get something in the works. You should, if you're uh, if you're interested, you know, drop us a line on the Facebook and see what's going on. As always, though, keep it casual. <laughs>